Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, Montgomery the Moose and friends, including Ringo, the unpredictable horse, were confronted by the young orange dragon named Toka in the year 642 BCE. Like Montgomery and Ringo, Toka is a guardian of magic in her time, but without much experience of what that actually means. Despite not knowing what chocolate was, Toka could tell something important was happening and decided to help Montgomery and crew. So today, let's find out what happens next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So now, here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. It was an unusual gathering of creatures for what is now known as the Tabasco region of Mexico in the year 642 BCE. The villagers who lived close by saw jaguars from time to time, but had any of them been able to see this group, it would have been the first and probably only time they'd have seen such a diverse array of creatures. Two moose, a mouse, a horse, a raccoon, a Labrador retriever, a toucan, two six-inch people, an alien, a spaceship, and a dragon. Even for the creatures themselves, this was a fairly surreal experience, and seeing Montgomery the Moose, Ringo the Unpredictable Horse, and Toka the Dragon commune with magic was itself magical. As the three guardians from different times leaned their heads together, eyes closed, there was an aura of light and peace around them, which the group couldn't take their eyes off. For a while. And then it just went on and on. The group gradually went from awed reverence to occasionally looking at each other and nodding to confirm that this was something amazing they were witnessing to yawning and pacing around in boredom. When do you think this will end? Mr. Toucan tried to whisper surreptitiously to Roger the raccoon. Unfortunately for Mr. Toucan, a bird's beak doesn't lend itself well to whispering, and his voice came out just as loud as ever. I don't know, whispered Roger in return, with a little more success. To the west, the sun was beginning to set. As magical and meaningful as the Guardian's communion with magic was, the group was tired, irritable, and wondering what was their next step. Patience, Ruth urged the group. They listened to her. She was Montgomery's mom, after all, and had the air of a wise elder. Fred, ever the pragmatist, decided enough was enough and walked through the nearby trees to find some food for them all. He came back a few minutes later with a mango in his mouth, which he promptly dropped in front of the group. But even though they were hungry, the thought of eating something that had been in a dog's mouth wasn't exactly appealing. With the sun now low in the sky, revealing an incredible array of oranges and reds over the trees to their west, Mr. Toucan missed it all because he was too busy running out of patience with the three guardians. Boring, he shouted, and flew back into Alamina's cabin. His upset gave permission to the rest of the group to start moving around and making noise, too. Please, everyone, Ruth calmly requested. Hey, Phoebe thought out loud, maybe since we're all just waiting around, you could finally tell us the story of how you ended up as chocolate anyway. Hey, yeah, her sister agreed. I feel like I've missed some pretty important stuff, Bobby chimed in. Like, who even are you? Ruth laughed. Okay, she replied. Maybe it is time I tell you my story. It might be important for us to come anyway. The last statement added the feeling of gravity to what she was about to tell them, and the group settled in and leaned forward to listen well. So, maybe you've figured this out by now, but this isn't the first time I've met. 
But whatever Ruth was about to say was cut off by a noise, like a deep exhale or release of some kind as the three guardians of magic disconnected, each stumbling back. The group of friends ran over to them, gathering around Montgomery and Ringo in particular to make sure they were okay. Their brief exhaustion left them, and they regained their composure quickly. Mr. Toucan flew back out to see what was going on. The three guardians each took deep breaths and nodded with contemplation as they reflected on their time connected to the magic. All right, Toka said first. Yeah, Montgomery the Moose said next. We know what we need to do, said Ringo. Does it involve getting some food, Roger growled, because we're starving. Oh, Montgomery the Moose said. I forget about food these days. I guess the magic means we don't need food. Montgomery the Mouse rolled his eyes, and Fred the Labrador Retriever noticed. Yeah, 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 always with the magic thing, Fred grumbled. You're all so special. He looked over to his mouse friend and winked, and Montgomery the Mouse snickered a little. Montgomery the Moose, who missed this little exchange, offered pizza, which caused Phoebe, Tamar, and Roger to wince. After all, the last time he'd offered them pizza was a lifetime ago, but also thousands of years in the future, the night before they all went into the realm of dragons in the first place. And his pizzas were made out of lily pads, mud, and pond weeds. Montgomery himself had managed to accidentally eat Walter the Frog, their first time meeting him. But before they could object to the idea, in front of them sat a wide variety of steaming hot, real pizzas cut up and even presented in the cardboard pizza boxes that Montgomery thought was the height of fancy. The group dug in, all except Toka. What is this? she asked. Oh man, said Roger, almost sinking to the ground in joy as she took her first bite. Of course, she continued, if you're from this time, you've probably never seen a pizza before. In fact, Alamina announced, Persian soldiers around this era baked flatbreads with cheese and dates on top of their battle shields. But it is true, she continued, that pizzas like these were not documented before the 18th or early 19th century. Oh, these are so good, Phoebe drooled as she climbed in one box after another and ripped apart pieces of pepperoni, ham and pineapple, and goat's cheese and calamata olive pizzas. But then she stopped suddenly in front of one she didn't recognize. What is this? she asked suspiciously. Chicago deep dish. Montgomery the Moose replied. Ah, yes, that one came about much later, Elamina announced helpfully. 1943, to be exact. Wait, Toka said to the group, visibly distressed. This isn't okay. Yeah, you're telling me, Phoebe added. It's like a pie full of tomato sauce. I know, I know, Montgomery the Moose replied. It's just that I thought it would be good to have a variety, and obviously some people like deep dish. People from Chicago, I guess, Fred responded. Anyone here from Chicago? No. In fact, Alamina added once more, according to a recent survey before we came back in time, even in Chicago, the vast majority of people prefer thin or regular crust pizzas over deep crust. Only about 18% of people would choose a deep dish pizza, even in Chicago. What even is Chicago? Toka blurted, afraid that the answers weren't going to lead anywhere good. Oh, there's so much for you to experience, Montgomery the Moose exclaimed. No, Toka shook her head. Roger walked over to Toka on her back legs, using her front feet to hold a slice of plain cheese pizza as a gift for the dragon. Look, just try a piece, you'll love it. No, Toka barked, and her whole body shook with agitation. But it's so good, Tamar joined in, I mean, except for the Chicago deep dish. And the Hawaiian, Fred replied, having just tasted a slice. Okay, so maybe avoid any pizza named after somewhere in the US, Tamar suggested, but other than that, it's so good. 
No, 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 Toka roared, only just managing to stop herself from breathing fire in her anger. This is wrong. This is all wrong. You're messing with magic in ways you don't understand. You're bringing things here that don't exist for thousands of years. This is so wrong. Can't you understand that? But we're eating it, Phoebe reasoned. Well, except for the Chicago deep dish, Tamar added. And the Hawaiian, Bobby said, having now tried a piece himself. Yeah, except for those two, Toka shouted as if that proved her point. Except that's not my point at all. You can't just bring things to different times. It messes with the fabric of reality. I mean, I didn't get much training with magic, but that was pretty fundamental stuff. Every dragon knows this. She looked at the shocked group, most of whom clearly didn't know how to react in the face of a dragon's righteous anger. Roger, in particular, kept eating her pizza, sensing that she might be expected to stop soon and wanted to get as much in as she could before that time came. Look, Toko reasoned, do you know the thing about the butterfly effect? Oh, yeah, Phoebe replied excitedly. I mean, my people call them flutterbys, but it's the same thing. Like when a flutterby flutters its wings one place, it might cause giant winds another place and eventually even a hurricane. It's kind of a legend for small people like us. People tell their kids to inspire them that they can make a big difference. Toka closed her eyes and shook her head ever so slightly. So you're saying, Tamar extrapolated from her sister, that bringing something here from the future might cause changes, like someone invents pizza earlier or, or, or wars or something because a different culture has come up with a food and now everyone wants it, Fred added, thinking that the gloomier option was probably what Toka wanted them to see. We can make sure no one here sees it, if that's what you're worried about, Montgomery the Moose tried to intervene. We can, he looked around for answers, we can put it in Alamina and just bring it with us when we go forward in time. Toka tipped her head to the sky in despair. That doesn't matter. It's been here. There are future atoms all over this place now. You'll all go, but they'll stay here. The butterfly effect you were talking about, that's not the butterfly effect dragons talk about. You want to know what ours is? What? the group asked. Here's how it was explained to me when I was young, and to my mother when she was young, and to every generation of dragons for as long as anyone remembers. If you bring a butterfly back in time, you've ripped a hole in the fabric of reality, and in the chaos you've created, you might have just doomed the whole universe to fold in on itself and implode, because honestly, what were you thinking, you absolute fool? The group's eyes widened. They hadn't seen that one coming. Roger stopped eating, a slice of anchovy pizza still hanging from her mouth. She quickly looked at the remaining pizza slices and boxes in front of her, eyeing each one closely. She took the slice out of her mouth and said to the stunned group, I think we're okay. None of these pizzas had butterflies as a topping. Toka closed her eyes and took a deep breath. Look, I'm sorry, she said. I made a mistake in trusting you. You're putting the whole world, the whole universe, at risk. Moving things around in time, erasing things from history, is dangerous, and I can't allow it to happen. In the past, Montgomery the Moose might have hung his head in shame upon hearing this, but now was different. He was different. I see it differently, he replied calmly. But you might be right. I am right. Montgomery nodded his head to acknowledge that he was listening, but Toka didn't feel heard. She continued. You have no idea what you're doing, or the mess you're making. Okay, he backed down. I'll try to be more responsible. I'll start by sending the pizza back to our time and put it in front of some people without homes who need food more than we do. 
Wait, Roger pleaded. Don't send it yet. Can I just finish this spicy sausage pizza? It's really good. No, shouted Toka. No more pizza. And with that, pizza was erased from existence. Montgomery the Moose closed his eyes in disappointment. Oh no, he uttered with a sigh. Montgomery the Moose and Ringo, who had both erased things themselves, knew it immediately. Everyone else just saw the pizza in front of them, boxes and all, disappear. But the words echoed through the air, and soon enough, they all caught on. Fortunately for them, especially for Roger, the food they'd already eaten, which by now was no longer technically pizza, stayed in their stomachs, but they would not be able to eat any more because pizza would never be invented. What did I just do? Toka asked eventually, with fear in her voice. She knew the answer, of course, so the group didn't respond, and Montgomery the Moose looked into her eyes with sadness and empathy. So now it's not just chocolate, Fred finally filled the silence. And Swarana, Ringo added. We have literally no idea what that is, so we're not going to worry about that, Fred replied. Too bad, Ringo mumbled. It was the best. Montgomery the Mouse glanced over to Montgomery the Moose, who was standing with Toka, consoling her by just being close to her and saying nothing. She avoided the Moose's eye contact, but he stayed focused on supporting her. Montgomery the Mouse was proud. His moose friend was capable of such compassion. I'm, I'm sorry, Toka uttered finally. I need to speak to my family, to the council, tell them what I've done. Before Montgomery or anyone else could intervene, she teleported away. Even in the moment of teleportation, Montgomery and Ringo could feel the tug of magic. They could have stopped her if they'd wanted to, but both felt it best to let her leave. Roger waited a moment before filling the silence. So... No more pizza, no more chocolate, no more whatever that other thing was. Anything else you magic creatures want to erase from history? Raccoons, maybe? Dogs? Did you secretly get rid of octopuses and that's why we haven't seen the one that snuck on board with Bobby? Hey, how about ticks? Montgomery the Mouse offered, missing Roger's sarcasm. Get rid of ticks. They love biting mice and they spread disease, you know. I mean, it's our disease, but they spread it. Or mosquitoes, Phoebe suggested. Mosquito bites aren't fun for regular-sized humans, but imagine what it feels like for someone six inches tall, and you'll know why she would jump at the chance to get rid of them. No, 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 Montgomery the Moose replied to them both. Can you not say the word no, please? Fred suggested. It's just bad things often follow when magical creatures start a sentence with no. Fair enough, Montgomery replied. But we'd never get rid of any living creatures, no matter how annoying they might be. Look, don't worry, everyone. We'll get this all figured out. I just wish... His voice trailed off. He looked into the distance and he started speaking to himself. Should I? No. I just don't want her to feel so bad. Ruth prompted him to come back. A few minutes ago, before the whole pizza thing, it seemed like you had a plan. Yeah, Montgomery replied. We did. It involved splitting up, actually. And Toka's part was to meet with her family, so even given the circumstances that's happening... I thought some of us might go with her, but that's okay. And I'm sure it will all work out. He trailed off again until Fred cleared his throat loudly, nudging Montgomery to continue. So now the rest of us will go to the Mayan era, and I guess maybe also to the 18th century. But what if Toga's right? Fred worried. We could be messing with everything. Shouldn't we just go back to our time? 
I know that's what she's been taught, but... Montgomery paused and closed his eyes as if checking in. If I'm understanding the magic right, it's saying we should do this. Not me, said Rango. Montgomery was taken aback. Wait, what? Oh, magic didn't show you that part? Ringo asked. Yeah, we split up. You go to the Mayan era, but I go a few thousand years past that to a place called Central Park. Not sure why, but we're bringing the mice there. Mice? Montgomery the mouse asked. Which mice? Which mice? Ringo replied. All of them. To be continued. Thanks so much for listening. Now it's your turn to write a story. What do you think will happen with Toka when she tells her family she erased pizza from existence and faces the mysterious council? We've been teasing bringing together mice in Central Park since our second ever episode. What's that about? And what's the story that Ruth keeps starting but never getting a chance to tell? And what would a world be like without pizza and chocolate and swirana? Send us your stories about any of these characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Email yours or any other comments or questions you have about Tales from the Mooseverse to hello at mooseverse.com. Find out about our upcoming StoryLab online writing classes for kids on outschool.com or on our own website, mooseverse.com. Mooseverse.com is also where you can sign up for our regular newsletter, including writing tips and all the latest Tales from the Mooseverse news. As always, we're looking forward to reading your stories. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.